sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to Topanga Moon. I was I didn't do a recording last week because it was New Year's and the day that I released the podcast is Wednesdays. So it happened to be that Wednesday was Christmas Day, but I did record the podcast the day before. And then Wednesday again was New Year's Day and I was in Joshua Tree. So I I felt something missing. It was so crazy to not have an episode released and I missed this. I missed talking to you all. I missed this just format of connection. So happy new year. We're in 2020. We're in the energetic portal of 2020. And I'm so excited because this episode is all about the shifts and the transformations and the vibrations that we felt during this first week and the beautiful manifestations that were able to come in because we were embracing this new energy and allowing it to come through and really living this new principle that we learned just by by living and by experiencing. And you're going to hear all about it with Anetta, who I traveled with. So I knew that I wanted to spend the new year going into this portal energy in the, the place that feels like home, in a place that always, you know, brings me so much peace and tranquility and connection and greatest manifestations. And I know I'm supposed to be living there. And I mean, every single time I go back, it's like more confirmation and more alignment. And when you find that place that really resonates with you, and we talk a little bit about this on the episode, it really just draws out the best things about you and your soul and you feel so at home and welcome and everyone that you meet is so aligned and it truly feels like you've you know increased in in vibration and you're just so much more yourself and that's really all we want to aspire to be is as our most true authentic whole selves and when we are in that place we can you know spread so much more love and vibration and then just influence and inspire the people around us so that's what Joshua Tree is for me and I knew that I wanted to start off the new year vibrationally in a place that I was aligned with and it all kind of flowed and it really felt like it was meant to be and we spent the New Year's Eve camping in, in Indian Cove, which is at the northern part of the Joshua Tree Park. We rented a place, our other friends, and you'll hear about this, came from San Francisco and they rented a camper van and we rented a camper van. The camper van's name is Jungle Book. <laughs> it was great. Not really stealth, very colorful, but great company that we rented from. And all we did was build a fire, make some food, and get into these sleeping bags and just watch the stars. And truly, there was nothing more incredible than spending that, you know, that moment of going into 2020 than that, than connected to nature and being with friends and conversation. I had my phone off for the majority of the trip. Um, most of the time, I just used Wi-Fi, and or a lot of the times we were in national parks or hiking or whatever and we had no cell service and it really was a beautiful way to really connect to nature and feel in the presence and really feel what it's like to be in the now be in the present moment and from that space we really discover this concept of doing nothing and leaving nothing undone and that's like a Taoist like idea but um yes it was this beautiful understanding of what that meant and 
using it and allowing life to fill in for you and just moving with where the flow and energy was going and not thinking about your next move or where you're going to camp that night or who you're going to see and just letting it all unfold. And because of that, we had the most incredible week with incredible people and so many beautiful things came up. And that's what this whole episode is about. And that's what the energy I want to bring to Topanga Moon, to the podcast and everything that I do going forward in this year is like, how do I allow life to unfold, live in the mystery and really appreciate all the beautiful manifestations and beautiful mysteries that come in through that allowing. And this year I chose the word surrender as my word. And we get into a little bit about our words in this episode. And it really, this whole week felt like a surrender, a surrender to anything that was coming in. And it's always so much better than, you know, what I could think of in my mind. So we do get a little silly in this. You'll meet um, Betty and Ruth, our camping alter egos <laughs> in this episode because we just couldn't help it when we're on the road. So yeah, enjoy this very candid, flowy. This episode is really an embodiment of all the principles and lessons that we learned and just being ourselves fully, however that shows up and accepting the silly sides of ourselves and the more inquisitive and, you know, just um, wonder sides of ourselves, just embracing all of the sides of ourselves uh, and presenting that and in a very unfiltered way. So I hope you enjoy this episode and it really will set the tone for all the Topanga Moon episodes coming forward. I'm so excited for this year to just be with all of you and continue this beautiful conversation and bring you more spiritually aligned, energetic conversations in the future. So I hope you enjoy today's episode of Topanga Moon. So I can't guarantee that we won't do this whole podcast in a southern accent, so just uh, bear with us. Yeah. Just get used to it, because (laughs) this way it's going to be now. Okay? All right. We are in Nevada. Uh, Yeah, we're in Nevada. Well, just outside Las Vegas. We're in... um, I feel like we're starting. Oh, where are my manners? My name is Ruth, and this here is Betty, and we're about to do this podcast together outside of Nevada. Outside of Las Vegas, on the one and only BLM land of the United States of America, that is. Mm-hmm. It's a great little land out here. We just got a little camper van, and we're out here camping for the night. And uh, we just decided to do a little podcast for you to start off this year, right? Isn't that true, Betty? Yep, you're going to kick it off like kicking horse. I guess that's some kind of expression. I've never heard of that one before, Betty, but hey. It's a western one. It's it's the, the name of a famous western horse. Kicking horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We're back to normal. Okay, okay. Just had to get that out of our system. Okay. Um, Let's start over. Yeah, I mean, we just continue because I feel like we've really captured the audience at this point. (laughs) So, you know, if we slip in and out of our alter egos, Betty and Ruth, just, uh, just, they're just going to have to come through. We can't help it. We just can't help it. That's what happens when we're in Nevada. Um, Actually, so you are listening to the Topanga Moon podcast. If you were confused, I'm sorry about that. But... (laughs) For the past couple hours, we've been out here uh, in the BLM lands and camping out for the night in a camper van just outside of Las Vegas, Nevada, in the Lovell Canyons. It is um, basically a free campsite, which is really great. It's really beautiful out here. We're surrounded by canyons and all kinds of plants and beautiful wildlife, and it's been really amazing. We've been on this road trip for about nine days starting off the new year's right and yeah so um this is Penguin podcast and i'm so excited to be here with my dear friend anetta aka betty <laughs> betty so
So uh, we want to do a really special podcast interview today all about the energy of going into this new year because we've really experienced that beautiful energetic shift ever since coming down here. So originally we planned to come out for New Year's to our favorite place in the world and that is Joshua Tree. Sorry. Josh, <laughs> she's back to her southern accent. Oh my god, this is gonna be really difficult for us, but just you know, go with the flow. Which is the theme of our podcast episode is all about flow. The theme of 2020 go with the flow, don't try. Yeah, don't and, try. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, <laughs> we'll get into it yeah it'll come to us don't worry but yeah so we booked a trip out here if you listen to one of the older podcast episodes you heard me talk about how we were planning to come out here for the new year because it's really important to start the year off with the energetics of where you want to be so we are manifesting our move out here and we want to be here with our friends and just experience this beautiful incredible place on the first day of the decade and we actually spent new year's eve camping in the joshua tree park which was really beautiful and incredible and just sort of, we've had the most unbelievable week as we knew we would we would but there was a major theme of just freedom and letting go and not really doing anything but at the same time attracting so much incredible experiences that we could never even think to plan um and it just was happening and we were just going with it and it ended up being an even more magical trip than we anticipated so Annetta I want to hear from you um what you your kind of experience from the week and this idea of flow and being in the flow and what that has done for you specifically on this trip on this week hmm where do I start you can start from day one if you want yeah well I think what I have to say about this week and as you're giving that introduction is you know I thought about how because we didn't really plan anything mm -hmm. we were going almost hour by hour you know mm -hmm. we yeah didn't have solid plans and I'm not used to traveling like that because the people that I used to travel with were very, they needed to know every detail. They needed to have a schedule itinerary. <clears throat> and it's so nice to be able to travel with you because we can both just go with the flow mm -hmm. probably because we're both air signs and we can, mm -hmm. we prefer to kind of float around. And I think you know, that works for us. Maybe it doesn't work for other people, but I think because it's so in our, we're so in our element that way, that literally our element, air element, mm -hmm. that instead of booking ourselves up with plans and, and schedules and, you know, alarms and setting times for certain things and writing things out, I think because we leave it open, we allow things to flow in because the space hasn't been filled up with another idea or another energy or another plan, you know? Yeah, I so I think, mm -hmm. I think it just kind of left the space open for us to receive whatever needed to come to us. And because, you know, we're in our favorite place, we were, you know, we're vibrating at a higher frequency because we love it here so much. Mm -hmm. And um, it helped call in amazing things because we were just in such a joyful state to begin with and I think that's why everything just flowed beautifully you know mm -hmm. from from meeting amazing friends uh meeting friends from Canada that came out and met us from a whole other trip of theirs to free park you know, like free park access to free campsites free firewood just all these things just kept falling into our laps and I honestly think it's because we left, you know, we left space for whatever to happen and we trusted and, and because we're just in such a bright, happy, joyful state mm -hmm. that those things magnetize to us. 
I think that's really the essence of what people talk about when they're talking about manifestation. Mm -hmm. And I love how you were saying that we left space. And I think of that in terms of having our, our own energy, like everything being energy. And if you don't allow for space to be open, then there's nowhere for the energy to move. Mm -hmm. So it's really living in that mystery and that trust that if you allow yourself to just really feel what it's like to be in the moment by moment, then the universe fills in your grid for you. Mm-hmm. And what really happens is that it's filling in things for you that are even more aligned and more amazing and better than you can imagine because your mind is not blocking it from coming in. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when our mind is planning everything and needing everything to go a certain way. And we always, you know, if we have this like idea of something, then we think that we know the best steps to that. And we set expectations, Mm -hmm. you know, when we set expectations, then, you know, we can be let down or we can call in something at a certain expectation, but not allow for something that could have been even better than the expectation Mm -hmm. we had in our mind. Because we were forced you know, and how many times did that happen on this trip? We didn't force anything. We didn't ask for anything. We didn't try hard for anything. Mm-hmm. And all these amazing people and things and whatever came through. And mm-hmm. it was, honestly, it's just trusting. The word is like mm-hmm. trust, surrender or trust. I really love that. And um, let's give some examples of what that actually meant like in terms of this trip. So that people can understand, you know, I mean, these are really beautiful concepts, but it's always amazing to relate them to an actual experience that happened. Mm -hmm. So one that I can, that just came to the top of my head was when, I mean, we didn't really, we planned one night in the Joshua Tree Park to camp and it was New Year's Eve. We booked that because, you know, that books up fast and all that kind of stuff. New Year's, we didn't want to be like stressed of like, where are we going to stay? anything like that but so we just we booked that one and that was it we didn't do anything else we had no idea where we were going to sleep the rest of the time except in our camper van and even then we didn't even sleep in our camper van the whole time because we ended up staying at our friend shiva our amazing friend shiva in bradley's place with a jacuzzi we're going to get into the jacuzzi <laughs> soon don't you worry there's a whole jacuzzi portion of the podcast but there was this moment where or this like I guess it was after it wasn't the first day of the year but it was one of these days this week I don't know everything's kind of like mixed into one where we stayed in the park and we didn't plan and you had this thought you're like Mm. um everything was booked up but there is a first come first serve right right and you looked up on the website and there was two spots available and when we drove up to the spots, we're like, okay, let's give it a shot. We had no plans. We didn't know where we we're going to stay. Yeah, that was that was January 2nd. Okay. Yeah. So it was the day after the BLM land day, which yeah. was a whole lot of fun. <laughs> if anyone watched our stories that day, yeah. probably so confused, but we had a blast. Oh, yeah. Has anyone stayed in BLM lands? <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. No. Well, describe what this one was like, the yeah. BLM. The BLM, uh, the BLM in Joshua Tree, I think it was, it's called the Dry Lake Bed mm-hmm. BLM. Yeah. Basically, the government owns this land and it's protected and uh, nobody can build on it. And it's, uh, there's a bunch of it. Not every, every BLM is campable. It's not all flat or drivable. <clears throat> but this one happens to be very accessible and it's just like a big, big open field really big open field I don't know how many acres this one is but there's just camper vans and trailers and trucks and interesting people and animals um this one was beside a solar farm which you couldn't see when we drove in at night and we woke up inside but um yeah it was uh it was bare bones you're literally just in a field and it smelled like it smelled like a toilet. <laughs> yeah, that that one. I mean, we still had so much fun. We made the most of it. We met some 
some people and some dogs and that was interesting but um the next day we we ended up going to hidden valley park which on our way in they ended up letting a bunch of people through i mean wait this was new year's day yeah new year's day we drove away our friends came uh, they're also from Toronto, but they had a separate camper van trip that they started in San Francisco. And they decided to meet up with us. They drove all the way down and met up with us for New Year's Eve. Um, we camped out in Indian Cove for the night, the one spot that we actually booked before coming here. And the next day, we really wanted to take them into the main park because they both had never been to Joshua Tree National Park. Mm -hmm. And we drove up to the main entrance, and the lineup was so long. I was worried it would, I don't know. I mean, there's tons of space in the park. I just worried that they wouldn't like it or whatever. And uh, we finally get to the front of the line. And I think that took a good 30 minutes, mm -hmm. just the lineup to get in. And uh, it was, I don't know, $30 per car. And because it was so busy, we couldn't pull over. We were both in uh, the separate vans. So two vans, four people. And we wanted to park one of the vans and just take one van in, but it was too busy. So we pulled over in the little parking spot to kind of just to figure it out with the boys because we were in the same, the same spot. And... Uh, and as we went to pay to get in, the lady shut the shut the little window mm -hmm. thing and said, just go in and pay later. And so we actually ended up just getting in for free. And then we got in for free again when we went the second on the time. weekend because the line was too long. And then the guy was just like, yeah, just pay on the way out. And they just want to flush the line. And then when you go to pay on your way out, there's no one to pay. There's no envelopes. And nobody knew where to pay, so we got a free spot to. Yeah, so basically, we that would have been like $60. Yeah. No, wait, $90, $90 that we didn't pay, 90 American dollars that we didn't pay, which we like. The thing with going with the flow and allowing and trusting is that you're not anticipating any of that. Right. So we weren't going in thinking like, we oh, were gonna pay it. like we were going to pay it. Mm -hmm. We went up to the window and just our little little reroute. It just uh, kind of made everything work out and we could take both vans in and do whatever. Yeah. And it was just like a gift from th that's the idea of like tapping into the abundance field. Mm -hmm. You know, an abundance doesn't have to be just like monetary like people you making money or giving you money it can just be getting an experience for free and anything like that and that happened so many times to us within this week because we really did feel like we were on a higher frequency because our I mean our goal which wasn't even like an intentional goal was just to have fun and really enjoy this new decade and this moment and our time with friends and we weren't, you know, we weren't concerned about anything on social media. We were really embracing nature and camping out in nature. And that is just like the, what it's like the beautiful result of naturally being in a higher vibration because you're with people that you love and you love and like friends. And even if you were by yourself, you could do that tapping into the, abundance that nature gives you and then all of a sudden you're just gifted these beautiful amazing things for free out of nowhere and that's like this idea of doing nothing mm -hmm. and the data ching has like a really beautiful expression and i'm not going to say it properly but um you know, uh, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Wayne Dyer, he talks about this a lot because he studied the Tao and it's all about to do nothing but leave nothing undone. Mm. And I love that concept so much. And when I heard it, I didn't fully understand it because I'm like, how do you do nothing but then also do everything? You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like that contradiction. Yeah. It's the yin and the yang. It's yeah. the it's the balance. It's the duality of doing nothing but doing everything. And yes. um. 
but it's the fact that you're doing nothing, but you're leaving nothing undone Mm. because you're allowing everything to be done through you Mm -hmm. instead of forcing your way through it, trying at it, being anxious, just kind of like running in your mind, uh, anticipating. It's really this beautiful way of, of living if and we kind of stumbled upon this concept this week and that's why we were like oh my god we need to talk about this because we were talking about it with our friends afterwards of how we were having the most incredible nights and just having so much fun and so many beautiful things were happening all around us and people could see that people could feel that energy we were getting people write to us about that and we weren't trying to do any of it Mm -hmm. which was so incredible do you have any other examples from the week of us basically like not trying and being in that flow state and ease and high vibration and where things kind of came to us really easily yeah well that night didn't we um so after we got into the park Mm -hmm. we got to hidden valley campground and we climbed up on those boulders and that was probably the best sunset i've ever seen in all of my times of visiting the desert ever. Mm. That was pure magic. And it was all around us. It was like the front of the sunset's really stunning. And then you turn around and the back of the sunset's even better. And, you know, the park was really busy because it was New Year's, but, uh, or New Year's Day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just even the wet, like the weather, the sunsets, the stars and the moon, everything just like extra beautiful we really lucked out those those first few nights uh with our friends from Canada and it was perfect it was the perfect way to introduce someone new to the desert because they were in complete awe and you know they've been all over the world but they hadn't visited the desert and I didn't know what they'd think about it or you know if or if you and I are just obsessed and it's not as special in other people's eyes and it was Honestly, one of the most stunning nights. And, you know, that was a gift too. And then, um, and then that, that night, is that the night we went to, then we went to BLM. Went to BLM. And the next day, what did we do? We talked about BLM, Betty. That's where we introduced Betty and Ruth. No, I know, but (laughs) 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 I'm just trying to fast track to the, to the, the free campsite. That was the day after. The day after, well, the open campsite. Yeah. Um, so the day after, I can't remember what we did in the day, but we were driving. Oh, no, we went to Garth's. We went to um, Noah's, the art garden. Went to all these interesting places, kind of off-roading, really <laughs> intense driving. Um, and then on the way back, as soon as we hit reception, again, I had a thought to check the, uh, the campgrounds for Joshua Tree to see if any of them had first come first serve, which comes up as FF on, on the website, on the recreation.gov and, um, or whatever the website is. And my first thought was let's, I, we planned, we told our friends, separate drivers, um, that we'll just meet up at Indian Cove and climb the rocks and watch the sunset. We wanted to catch the sunset there. Mm-hmm. And then, and we didn't know where we would sleep that night because we knew everything was booked out and super busy. It's just like, you know, the new year and the weekend, the long weekend. And um, I think, I mean, halfway there, I was like, in my head, I was just like, I should just check to see if there's a first come first serve at Indian Cove. And then once we get there, we'll do a little loop and see, because, you know, people cancel last minute too. You never know. And uh, he was like, let's just do a little loop. There's only two first come, first serve sites there. And uh, luckily we were leading. Uh, we were leading in the front so that our friends were driving behind us. So we went in um, to the, those campsites and the one was open, mm-hmm. which was so rare because, the, I mean, this whole week I'm sure that's, they're still all fully booked out. And we got the perfect campsite in the perfect little kind of cove section, mm-hmm. crazy boulders. We parked and we scrambled up those boulders to watch the sunset. And it was another crazy epic sunset yeah. up on top of these boulders. 
and just had another stunning night. Had a campfire. It was like protected so it wasn't windy. It was like just the most perfect little spot. I know. It was and we found um, all this free firewood too yeah. to build this epic fire. Like it was like everything just like was like handed to us. Oh, here's another free thing. Here's another easy way to have exactly what you want. Like it truly was probably the most beautiful spot in like the whole, the whole area. Yeah. And we parked there for and we we're like our intention was to pay. Like we were like, okay, well, there must be a way to pay on the way out. Not knowing that actually you have to like call in and reserve it and then pay even if it's a first come first serve. Which we didn't know until the next day. And um, we had this beautiful night there watching the stars, listening to spooky podcasts, <laughs> uh, had this epic fire going, beautiful meal, just like everything you could want from camping. Mm-hmm. And the next morning our friends were leaving. They were going on, a, you know, they were continuing on their journey. They were leaving Joshua Tree, but we were staying and we were going to go see our friends who live in Joshua Tree and we had everything packed up because we were and we were like supposed to meet our friend early on but um we switched the time and we had our whole van packed up and we were all dressed we were gonna take some photos so it was great it kind of worked out because a park ranger came around (laughs) and she was just like uh, she came in and she saw us. We were standing barefoot on the, like the boulders <laughs> with our doors to the van open, blasting our music. It was amazing. And there was no one there. Like everyone had left from yeah. the night before. And I'm just in this like flowery dress with my bare feet, yeah. with my face up to the sun because it just felt so good. And we're kind of just standing on separate rocks far away from each other. And the ranger comes up and she's looking at her plates and looking at her clipboard. And we're like, oh, shit. What do we do? Yeah. And you because you can get fines for staying there. Yeah. So she asked, she's like, did you guys stay here overnight? And my immediate thought was, okay, let's just deny because we don't know what's going <laughs> to happen to us. Like we wanted to pay. We just didn't yeah. know how to do it the night before. Yeah. And I figured we could pay on our way out. But then she came up and it just looked really bad. And yeah. we didn't know what to do. So we're like, no, we just got here. <laughs> oh, I know. So bad. But I mean, we just panicked. And she was so sweet. She was like trying so hard to see if any spots were available for that night everything was booked nobody could get any spots any other time and she's like she's like oh there's no way there's any spots for the rest of the week she's and i was like oh wow we we really lucked out last night in my mind it was just all aligned like we were meant to be there we truly were meant to be in that spot like everything of this week we were just like led to and it was like so easy it was effortless and i was like wow this is how everyone is supposed to experience life they're supposed to just not worry and trust it's the trust it's all about the trust and we didn't even try to do that we just naturally are so used to traveling this way and there's just something extra special about this year and the energy of this year and it made everything feel like it was a movie like <laughs> it did and even the people you know the people that came through and yeah. new friends old friends mm-hmm. oh like our new friend johnny 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 and michael, michael. savannah and yeah so it was just wild and it was nothing was planned again that day wasn't planned either um yeah we met up with our amazing friend shiva who ended up hosting us. We didn't expect that at all. We were just going to sleep in the van somewhere. No plan. Um, we ended up meeting up, and then we went to we went to see her friend, who we thought we hadn't met before, and we went to her place, and she's about to move to Colorado, and we stopped by and saw her beautiful house. And um, I think, I don't even know, 30 minutes later, I recognized her and she served us coffees on our last trip, which was so funny. And I remember her, but it took a moment for it to click. 
So we, we had met her the same day that we met Shiva at the coffee shop for the first time as well. And, um, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, my friend Michael's coming. And we had no idea until he was basically pulling up. We didn't know anything about him, but he ended up being such a special person, you know, working to become a teacher full time and a very talented poet, just had, had a way with words and was, oh, where is his poem? Yeah, you keep going. You explain. I'm going to find his poem. Gosh, we have to skip so much of the story just to fit it all in, but, um, you know, the thing that I realized was that everyone we met out here, we've had such deep, meaningful conversations. Not not always deep, but I mean, there, there were very deep conversations, but all the conversations here don't feel superficial or surface level. Mm-hmm. Everyone just, I don't know, it's always that common theme of just meaningful connection and conversation and everyone's so genuine and authentic and I don't know if it's who we attract Mm -hmm. but something we're doing something right yeah (laughs) amazing and like yeah we there's so many wild stories from that night but we're really just going to sum it up um here in this poem and the poem is called Shiva invites us to dinner a community garden of thoughts and dreams, endangered by a slow-motion apocalypse, of resignation and defeatism, rescued by conversations in a jacuzzi on the moon. Mm-hmm. This is a poem by Michael. His Instagram is poet on standby, and it it's really beautiful because we just met him for the first time there, and everyone that was brought together on that weekend really felt just so connected Mm -hmm. and we were all so open and just fast friends and we happened to be hanging out in the jacuzzi every single night (laughs) which was really great and we'd be in this jacuzzi having these really deep meaningful conversations and really asking the the questions that you always want to know about people, but mm-hmm. you know, when you first meet someone, you don't always, you know, get into the to the deep, beautiful, profound questions. And we did. We just all kind of allowed ourselves to be our authentic selves in that moment. And and then, you know, Michael would come out with these beautiful ways of describing things and just like a natural wordsmith, a natural poet. And whenever he spoke, everyone just stopped. Everyone just stopped and listened to him speak. And it was so beautiful. And we just felt so honored to be there to listen to this, his like beautiful artistry. And it wasn't until, you know, uh, the next day when it was just kind of like me and Netta and Shiva and Johnny. And all of a sudden, Anetta sees that there's this poem posted on Instagram that he wrote and it was about our night. I mean, how special is it like that someone you just meet writes a poem about the night that you just had? It was, it's truly like an, it's, it's another example of living in flow and the people that you attract into your vibration when you're in that state of joy. And it really is all about stepping into that state of joy, following exactly what you want to be doing with your life and where your life is leading you in an authentic way. And then everything becomes very easy and really beautiful Mm -hmm. without having to try. And it was like this joke, but it was true. We would just talk, we would just say, we just don't have to try. None of it had to. We didn't have to try. And then our friend Johnny, we just, you know, we kind of just met him and he came out from San Diego and he was just the loveliest soul ever. And he's this incredible artist and poet. He also wrote us poems and 
just like so fun and so funny and such an incredible person to be around and kind of on our last day he painted he painted these portraits for each of us and well not portraits sorry portraits of the jacuzzi jacuzzi. (laughs) he painted for us these little like I guess mementos and wrote little poems that were specific to us and it was just one of the most special gifts to receive you know also Mm -hmm. from someone who you just mean and had such a lovely weekend with and his yeah. Instagram is Johnny Alexander. You should check out his artwork. It's beautiful. He paints a lot of uh, flowers, not like natural, natural world art, and crazy big murals. And you just have to go look at this stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah, he was such a he was such an expander for me. He was mm-hmm. just had for everyone s- just for everyone. He had so many traits that I you know, would love to find in a partner and just such a good human being and so talented and so just well-rounded, incredible music taste. I mean, he was our DJ the whole time. And once again, not planned, not planned. planned. He just kind of showed up and, and that was it. And, uh, should we talk about the 80 days around the world? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should backtrack and not backtrack, but add to Johnny. Um, just his essence was so magnetic, but also aligned with us. Like mm-hmm. it felt like we knew him forever. And I've also never met someone so he like, he was so um, generous, but not in a try-hard way, which again goes back to our whole don't try, yeah. do nothing kind of thing where it's just like... It's just the theme of 2020. Yeah, that's <laughs> the theme. I mean, we're doing, we're doing everything but doing nothing at the same time, and we're receiving all these beautiful gifts and people and whatever. And yeah, he really expanded us in a way where he... You know, he's also looking for meaningful connections and conversations just like we were. And of course we call someone in like like him and expands us in a way that's like, wow, we you know, more people exist like us or like that are seeking out those kinds of relationships and you know, to just be a good human and be so in their in their um you know, talent and art and whatever, whatever lights them up and just be all about it, but not even just the one thing, you know, he did, he did a bunch of amazing things that he was talented at and that was really expanding to see. So, yeah, we were just surrounded by so many people who had such incredible talents Mm -hmm. and it was, it's really like you said about people stepping into, um, they're just aligned path, like doing what lights them up. And when you do that, you start to attract people who are also doing that. And it really hit like someone like that doing what lights them up automatically lights you up. Mm-hmm. And that is the gift. When you are doing something you love so dearly without any need for any recognition for it or yeah, anything no, like that no no validation. no validation when you're just truly doing something because you love it and, and also no hiding you know some people are yeah. so talented mm-hmm. and they feel bad sometimes like I personally would kind of hide in certain areas mm-hmm. where I wouldn't want anyone to feel less adequate or you know make someone feel bad about themselves because they don't know what they want to do. And I would kind of downplay Mm. how much I love making clothing or making food or whatever. And I would, you know, hide a little bit, but I think we got to stop doing that because I mean, we should talk about your opportunities that have been presented to you and how clearly you need to be a script writer. And then the things that were presented to me about how I need to be making clothing mm-hmm. and how we downplayed and kind of played really small for a long time because there was so much fear around that and there was hiding and we weren't really going after our dreams, but maybe that's, we could talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> I mean, like that's a whole, 
a whole other podcast. But it is that a beautiful point of when um, we were given opportunities at, at separate times and kind of like in parallel ways, which is really interesting, where um, the idea for me for script writing was always kind of coming up, but there was this fear that I couldn't do it alone. So I always had to find partners or other people. And I mean, they at the time, they really served their purpose in terms of helping me learn the craft. And I had mentors and I had sometimes very supportive people, sometimes not. Um, a whole It was a whole journey. But I think what in the end, what was really important for me to learn is that I had to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I had to write my own stories. And I had to own the fact that I was a scriptwriter because I was so scary to say because it, it's like a lot of that you know imposter syndrome feeling like mm. well because I haven't technically sold anything that doesn't mean it but if you just I mean you can just love doing it and by virtue of that then that's it mm-hmm. you are it mm-hmm. you know and I was presented with many it was funny, actually, a little example of this. Uh, quickly, we went bowling last night in L.A. with my sister and my friend Emily and um, and Lexi and just a, a big, great group of people. And their friend came along, who's a musician. And I was the first time, I don't think I've ever said this before, but he, he was like, oh, what do you do? And I said for the first time, at first, before anything else, I was like, I am a script writer. <laughs> and he said, wow. Okay, you even, even you saying that right now, you're all, you're still a little like uncomfortable with saying it. And you have to keep saying it until it yeah. feels right. Yeah. And you have to, you just have to keep saying it so because true. anyone can be a writer. Anyone can be a musician. Anyone can be so a designer just because you haven't made money off of it or you never will it doesn't matter at the end of the day you're still whatever you say you are Mm -hmm. and we have to stop being afraid of those titles because they hold power and energies our words are really powerful and it all goes down to our worthiness you know and when we can feel worthy of it then it just like naturally the grid fills in and everything Mm -hmm. is ease and everything is flow and that's the state we're trying to get to that's the whole do nothing leave nothing undone vibration and when I said this, he told me that he used to be a screenwriter and that's what he did for his profession. Mm-hmm. And it was, this, it was this beautiful little synchronicity that was a reminder to me that, oh, okay, cool. I'm on my path, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Did you, were you, did you feel funny saying it to someone who basically does the same thing but is already at a professional level? Did it like make you feel anything? Yeah, I was nervous. I did, I was. I think I was nervous for him to ask me what type of work I've done with it because mm-hmm. we didn't really get into that. And uh, and in the same aspect, hearing him, you know, the stranger talk about because he's now now he does music and that's his thing. Um, talking about it in a professional sense, it also felt like okay, I've arrived at the same vibration. Because I'm aligned with someone Mm -hmm. who has done it in a professional sense in Los Angeles. Yeah. So it was like a moment of expansion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, if I I just met someone and I was like, oh, I'm a fashion designer. And they're like, oh, I own this brand that does really well and has established it. At first, I can be kind of like feeling a little small, but then... You know, I haven't, I still haven't launched and I have nothing to show for yet, which will change very soon. But I, I would also look at the, the other side, the flip side Mm -hmm. to be like, that's really cool. And it's expanding to, you know, meet someone that's doing the thing you want to do. A lot of people, you know, if you're jealous of someone, it's because they're expand, they're actually expanding you Mm -hmm. and you should always look at it in a way that. You know, if they can do it, it's possible for you too. And there's room for everybody to succeed. You know, we live in such a big world with so many different tastes and different, you know, it's 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 not competitive. And, you know, you see a lot of that in creative industries and especially with women. I don't know why it's so competitive. And there's like this, 
Well, I think we're taught to be like that yeah. from the patriarchy mm. to kind of keep us down. <laughs> um, because if we're too busy competing with somebody else, then we don't have time for our own greatness. Mm-hmm. But really on that, what you were saying um, of there's room for everybody is because we all have our own unique voices. So mm-hmm. the way that I write my script, even if it's the exact same story, is still going to come out differently because yeah. the way that I write it is different than the way that somebody else writes it. The way that you design clothes, what you invent, you know, in your mind for your clothing is always going to be different because you're going to yeah. put your own touch onto it. And I think it's focusing on, on that, on your individual and oh man we were listening to a podcast today and David Goggins say something <laughs> like that it's like you're actually only competing with yourself yeah your your biggest enemy is you yeah. and you don't need to go at war with anyone but yourself yeah. that's like the biggest hurdle and it's you know you have to you can't be distracted by other people and what other people are doing you know mm-hmm. get inspired look at it on the flip side where it's like whoa cool they're doing it I have the capacity to do something similar, but know that everyone everyone is so different that we're all bringing something different to the table. And even if it's not a physical thing, I, al- I always think like everyone's essence and soul is so different that even the energy that gets put into writing, not the physical words, just the essence of what you've written down. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. The essence of a musician, you know, it could be the same type of music, same whatever. The lyrics can be beautiful, whatever. But there's like an essence attached to it, like a like a vibration that you can't see, touch, or feel. Oh, maybe feel. But, you know, everyone, everyone's essence is attached to whatever work that, that they put out there. Yeah. And they're all different. We're all so different. And it'll resonate with the right people. And the world really needs that right now. There's so much going on. There's so much being unearthed and so much devastation. And um, We really need people that are lit up by life because mm-hmm. that's what's going to shift things. Yeah. And I think if we don't, if we don't honor our gifts, whether we make a living off of it or not, I think we're doing a disservice not only to ourselves, but to everyone that lives on this planet that could have benefit, you know, you know, like benefit from a song lyric. You don't know, you know, for example, say someone is like in a really deep, dark place. What if your song saves their life because of one line that you wrote? And even if you don't make money off of that music, your purpose was to tap into your gift and save just this one person's life. How beautiful could that be? You know, like think about that. <laughs> that's so beautiful and uh, I just love the the energy going into this year and the do nothing leave, leave nothing undone <laughs> theme of our podcast so let's go into oh wow I got a little text message here I'm gonna just turn that off um it's like a, let's go into okay um I was just gonna say let's let's end the the podcast with cosmic pings and there we are a little oh. cosmic ping oh that's funny <laughs> oh man it was my sister she just went to a hypnotist today and she wanted to tell me all about it so I'll read that after but okay so let's go into cosmic pings um I mean, there's so many other things that happened on this trip, but I just, we left out a lot, but at the same time, it's really good to also leave a little mystery. This is true. Yeah. So, um, I gotta just, wow. I gotta turn this phone off on airplane mode right now because the messages are coming in like crazy. Okay. (laughs) Um, oh, I didn't prepare myself for cosmic pings. Cosmic that's pings. The point. That's yeah, yeah, that's the point. Okay, so um, this one's really good. The wor- <laughs> the word for your year is oh, okay. This freedom. <laughs> um, I chose freedom because of many things. I, you know, I want to find financial freedom, as I'm sure many people do. Um, I want creative freedom. I've, you know, I've 
I've worked in the clothing industry for a while in fashion design. And maybe I'm gonna throw in my little my little story of when I got out of school, I had my grad collection. This is where I denied my my talents. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my uh, grad grad show, and uh, my collection was chosen to be shown in the top industry show. So not all students had their their collections shown in the second show just for industry people that came and scouted students and I had a really awesome menswear collection that I created and um, I ended up being scouted by a big uh, Canadian company called Hudson Bay Company which was really cool because I you know I actually just had written a full essay about the company and then they hired me so I knew everything about them and that was such an incredible experience and I had I got so many connections. I got paid really well right out of school, um, and then my collection was also shown at Holt Renfrew, which is like Crazy. I don't know what the American equivalent is, but it's just a it's like a luxury department store in Canada, and uh, that was a really big deal. I just, I couldn't believe it, and so I had I had my collection in there, and then somehow you know I. I just, I kept taking the safe, the safe route of, you know, working for other companies, working for other designers. And I mean, in the beginning, you kind of have to, because you're right out of school, but, you know, I always felt like I couldn't do it by myself, just like you were saying about your script writing and you were given opportunities and you were shown like, you're really good. You were shortlisted for like, you know, you made it into the top, whatever they called it for that, that writing thing. But, um... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, the, everything was there to tell me that I was good enough to do my own thing, and I just didn't do it. And I think it was out of fear. Um, and I think it's just like uh, what it really comes down to. I think is vulnerability because when you put work out there, you just kind of have to release it and hope mm-hmm. that people like it. And it, you really are putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. and it's scary and. I kind of just put it on the back burner for a long time. I worked for other people. I designed for other companies. I helped start a brand with two other people, you know, and and that didn't work. Like nothing led me to anything. I wasn't satisfied with anything. And for the last few jobs, I kept saying, oh, I really got to work for myself. I really got to work for myself. But then I kept taking the safe, the safe route. And um, finally, here I am. <laughs> After many years, mm-hmm. um, I am finally gonna just like walk off that edge and and launch my brand very soon, and I'm very excited about that. So, freedom. I think it's actually perfect timing, and like I always say, it's not a denial; it's a delay. Exactly. And sometimes we have to, to go through all those experiences to build up our self worth. And when we do have the self worth piece, yeah. then we're able to really stand in our worth of what we want to create and that's where the magic is that's where we can cultivate and really tap into the essence of what we want to um just put out there what we want to Mm -hmm. share what we want to create with our creativity and sometimes you know it's not a linear thing and sometimes it Mm. takes a while and I look back at the my other projects and I'm actually so happy that I'm working on this project right now and that I didn't create those other ones in the end, even as much as I wanted to make my other feature film. And I look at what I'm writing right now, I'm like, this feels like mm-hmm. an evolution from that. Yeah. And I'm so happy that somehow the universe knew. Yeah. You know? Okay, so another cosmic ping. Um traveling through the desert to you is oh my goodness <laughs> um wow I mean if I'm just I always like to just go off the first word that comes to mind because that's how I need to operate because of my splenic authority <laughs> it's like my gut my gut feeling but a little different from gut feeling um the word was ease because every time I'm here, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's just so crazy. And I know this doesn't happen to everyone that's here. It's not like it's the place for everyone, but it is, it feels like the place for me and, and you, of course. And, um, yeah, there's just something easy about it. And I think that's how love should be too. You know, you just, I mean, yeah, Joshua Tree is love. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's true. It's not, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to have that experience, but you're, everyone's going to have their own place, their own exactly. version of that. And when you tap in and when you find that, it's like, hold on to that. Go for that. Yeah. Be in that. Be representation mm-hmm. of that. And don't, don't be afraid to step into what it would mean to actually live in the place that makes your heart so happy and full. Yeah. And I want to add also like, don't, don't be afraid to ask for things either, not from people, but like energetically from the universe. Mm -hmm. Because the last time we came here, you know, I've been wanting to move out to the desert for years now, even before we became friends, we both realized this about each other. But I, I always fantasized about having a studio out here Mm -hmm. and I always said like the only thing missing is the community. I'd be so sad to leave my friends in Toronto and my family and whatever. And then, um, the last time we came out here, I, I said this to Anna and I was like, it's the only thing missing. And then all of a sudden everything falls into place and, you know, we meet with a friend and he introduces us to these amazing people. And then all of a sudden we have friends that feel, and we forced nothing, you know, we're just being ourselves too. We're not like putting anything on because what's the point? It's a waste of energy. Mm-hmm. But somehow we, we fell into this circle of people that were actually aligned with us mm-hmm. and the community was presented. And it was just like as simple as saying, Oh, this is the only thing that's missing. I wish dot, dot, dot. And I guess, you know, maybe our self-worth is high enough and it helped call the community into. And it's just like, that was so easy. That's where the ease came in. All these things just fall into place. And when you can find your place like that in the world and, and have a little community, it's so special. And it's the, wouldn't it be nice if we had a community, but we never tried to make it happen. I wasn't like, oh, please, please let something happen. I was just like, dang, this is the only thing missing. That would be cool one day. And and then it was presented to us on that trip. Instantly. And that's when, that's manifestation. Mm -hmm. Like when you fully surrender and, and a true belief that it just is, then it has to come in immediately and like yeah. and that's the not trying that's mm-hmm. the like not doing not trying we didn't force anything we didn't expect it it's also again like love when you least expect it it's mm-hmm. when it comes in yeah. and it's just easy i love that all right um my final cosmic ping oh. is the jungle book is <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we need to talk about the Jungle Book in this accent. Uh, all right, Betty. All right. I think we do need to talk about the Jungle Book because that's how we do. You know what it was? I wish I could say it was as cool as Thelma and Louise, but <laughs> it was a version of something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? <laughs> it was really comfortable to sleep in this thing. Mm-hmm. It was a really great way to just, you know, explore this desert area and just um we really took on a new life and a new identity (laughs) as betty and ruth in the jungle book you know what i think it's important to have alter egos because it lets you let loose Mm -hmm. and i think it called in some more interesting funny exciting people (laughs) what do they call that betty do they call that vibration yeah calling in like vibration Mm -hmm. yeah it's a fancy word, isn't it? Vibration. <laughs> <laughs> All oh right. Gosh, well, Betty, uh, thank you so much for being on this here podcast. Um, it was real special to have you here, out here in the desert. Um, you're just one of my best friends, and uh, I don't know what I would do without you. I don't even want to think about what I'd be doing without you. So... <laughs> 
Thank you for this amazing time, an amazing opportunity, and for having me on this beautiful here podcast. All right. Well, Betty and Ruth <laughs> want to say have a great day and um, hope you enjoy this episode all about our adventures and doing nothing and letting nothing undone. Isn't that true, Betty? <laughs> that is true. Right. Ruthie. <laughs>